April Fool's. Now, you're not going to believe what happened, but she told us this, this. And all of a sudden, they're like, Mom, the, the, the woods are on fire. Not, 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 I think they started it. Not, the woods are on fire. And so she's like, I'm not falling for that again. And so Bonnie basically says, it's true. The woods are on fire. Call the fire department, this, that, the other. And they're crying crazy, calling 911, getting them in and out there. And she basically tells the story, and we tell the story, and then somebody else says, says you got a story. Let me tell you about the time, right? That's what's at the top of your notes today. And uh, when we remember those times, they can be times where we reminisce. And they can be happy times. We could tell happy stories, funny stories. It probably wouldn't have been such a great story if their house would have burned down. I guess the fire department got there at times. But, you know, it's December, and lots of times you tell stories. Some of those are hard stories. And some of the stories that we talk about, they're, they're difficult, you know, at times. And often, that is kind of what December is a lot about. It gets to the place where Christians who love the Lord Jesus Christ get irritated with the way that the world handles December leading up to our Savior's birth. You know, after Thanksgiving, everybody used to complain. They're putting their lights up and stuff now. I love Christmas lights. And if you're complaining, as somebody was complaining, people are putting their Christmas lights up already, don't drive by my house. Mine are up. You know, and the shopping, and I get it, and all of that. You know, I really would like to thank the front page of the News Herald this morning for making my point. In Fairport, they had this little event, and there's a picture of a little girl, two years old, crying because somebody dressed up as Santa Claus, but yet is a Grinch. Now, that, that's kind of got to drive, oh my gosh, that, that's probably child abuse right there. And in it, you know, Dad's trying to say, you know, it's not a bad thing. And it says here that the Grinch and his dog, Max, made several stops around Whoville during the day in a failed attempt to steal Christmas. And I thought, awesome! He's still, they're going to fix it. Instead of messing up December and Christmas. And I read the front page, and I went to page four, and there was not one mention of Jesus Christ. Oh, no, you didn't, you didn't fix it. No, you, you really did fail it. And my concern sometimes is, you know, when I first gave my life to Christ, and sometimes, you, you know, it's just like you get so upset with so many people messing up your Savior's day. The Savior that you love. And instead, instead of being this shining light, sometimes we get a little bit grumpy. Sometimes we get a little bit miffed with the way it's handled. So I have in your notes the definition. There's about 10 different definitions for redeeming. So I chose this one on purpose. Serving to offset or compensate for a defect. There's a defect in America in December. And with the Lord's help today through this month, I want to talk to you about redeeming December. It's a time that's messed up, but we can redeem it. And I want to talk to you about the story of Joseph. Would you turn to Matthew the first chapter. You have the first uh, section there, the first couple verses, but you're going to need your Bible or your smartphone to come along and see the rest of it. And so here's Joseph. It's a time in his life, and he, we could look and say, how am I supposed to enjoy the very first time my, my wife's going to have a child? Our first pregnancy. How am I supposed to celebrate my firstborn child? Here's a time in his life that oftentimes we don't, you know, we know about it, we think about it, but I'd like to maybe see if we couldn't take a look and say, is there a way that he redeemed that time, and could we learn something to redeem the time 
that we face in 2018. Number one in your notes, just one word, fill it in with me, conflicted. Here is Joseph, and here is verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. A little bit more of a unique concept to some of them, but it's going to be mentioned uh, again by the Holy Spirit, verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Joseph is conflicted, right? This isn't conflicted, uh, like, you know, what am I going to have for dinner, chicken or, or, or beef? He's not conflicted, you know, I'm getting ready to purchase a car, you know, what should I drive, a Ford or a Chevy, you know? Uh, neither, I would say. He's conflicted in his heart, do you see it? He is faithful to the law, and he's faithful and been faithful to Mary. And being faithful to the law meant he loved his God. It wasn't some legalistic thing. And he was faithful to his wife, Mary. And he has this conflict in his heart. And I wonder, have you ever been conflicted when you had to make a decision between what you knew God was asking you to do and someone you loved? Maybe it was husband or wife, but maybe it was your child. Somebody you conflicted. In December, Christians get conflicted a little bit. We love our Savior, but we get a little bit irritated with the worldliness that is attached to the Savior's birth. And everybody else seems to get credit, and Jesus seems to get like an honorable mention sometimes. The news is going to come out, and constantly it's going to talk to you about what companies are doing, the profits that they're making or not. And some of you know this already, 50 to 90% of some companies make their profit for a 12-month period in December. And that will be their focus. And Jesus, yeah, he'll get, like a, he'll get an honorable mention. Every once in a while, they'll stick it in there and they'll show a picture of a manger or something like that. This can irritate Christians. This can get us to the place where maybe it knocks us off of our mark. How are we supposed to rejoice when there's so much conflict? And Joseph, he's conflicted because of his love. December every year, my family remembers the loss of my oldest sister, Joy. Right, sis? December 16th, her birthday. December comes along. You know, you want to be happy and joyful for the month, but having lost my mom and dad's oldest daughter and my sister, it's a little bit conflicting, and maybe you are struggling through some of that conflict. It's the month of your Savior's birth, but you're conflicted because of something that is grabbing your heart. Joseph, he's going to redeem this time, and he's going to give us some clues on how to redeem December. Number two in your notes, contemplated. Verse 20, contemplated. He's measured, he's reflecting, he's pondering. Look at verse 20. But after he had considered this, right, he's contemplating. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Second mention of the Holy Spirit. First mention of the word conceived. Something brand new, right? She will give birth, 21 says, to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. 
I don't know if you know the name Jesus in the Greek. Is Jesus Hebrew? It's uh, 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 Yahweh. And the name Jesus, he will save his people. And here's, here's Joseph. He, he, he's conflicted, and now he's contemplating, and he's not even going to get to name his son. Joseph's contemplating, and he gets word from God. He gets the word of God from an angel, and we see this, and we think, whoa, that's awesome. Wouldn't you just love to have an angel show up and really clarify what it is God wants you to know, and yet you and I have something, I'll be careful, I would say it, better if the Holy Spirit, who is mentioned here twice, lives inside of you, and you and I have the word of God? Isn't it true that as we contemplate what it is that God might want us to do in redeeming the time, that we have the Spirit of God who can speak to us and maybe correct us and guide us down the path that we get down the same path as Joseph? We don't really need an angel, but we do need to contemplate. What is it you want us to do? How is it that I could redeem this way that the world takes December and redeem it for you? Because there's definitely a defect in it. Here's a message from God, and look at what the angel says. You, you may or may not know how personal this is. He comes to him and he says, Joseph, son of David. That is his name. That is his lineage. And if Joseph loves the law, like this passage of Scripture says, then you know that he has he read the law, or has he heard the law being read, or preached, or taught to him by rabbis, you know that he would have to be saying, the Messiah comes from the line of David. Joseph, son of David. I know who you are. Do you know who you are? Personally, is it possible? He began to contemplate and he wondered in his mind and heart, you know, and as we take a look at this December and, and we look at how the response to the mainstream media and everything in the world ramps up all the materialism and we're probably not going to hear from an angel, but as you and I contemplate, how are we going to redeem this month? How is it that we are going to hear from the Lord and be the witness that he calls us to be? Some of you heard, I'm sure almost everybody here, that uh, George uh, Bush passed away. And one of the things that they were talking about in his ministry, you probably don't remember this, but when he took office, and when he accepted the, um, what was the word I'm looking for, when they voted him in at the Republican convention, he used this phraseology, you know, a thousand points of light, and he used it throughout America to say that all volunteers in America are like a thousand points of light. He, he really made it popular, and he popularized it, and actually began uh, some type of an organization called a thousand points of light that had to do with volunteers, but we don't need an angel, and we don't really need to be told that we're a thousand points of light because Jesus told us that. I appreciate his heart and his attitude. But Jesus said, you're the light of the world. Jesus said, you don't take a light, put it up on a hill and put a basket over top of it. My concern is sometimes we get a little irritated with the way that the world handles December, and so we get a little look on our face. Nobody wants to be around us because all they know is what we're against and not who we're for. There's a defect in December, and there's a defect you would think in this situation, but if Jesus can redeem this, he can redeem December in my life and in your life. 
everywhere we go, there's going to be playing Christmas music. Christmas music playing everywhere we go. And in all of those songs, there'll be some secular songs, you know. They're not going to be playing Baby That's Cold Outside anymore. I'm sure of that. You all heard about that. You know, that's gone. I actually don't blame them on that one. But they're going to be singing in those songs just like we sang today. They're going to be singing about sin. It'll slip by many people. They're going to be singing about Christ is born. They're going to be singing about God bless you, mere gentlemen. And you could be a sidewalk prophet in whatever store you're in. Jeff's going to have music on. Other story, and you could just say, hey, did you hear that? You could walk right up to somebody, you know. Maybe you could share your testimony. Ask permission. Don't wait for them to say yes. Just go right on and share. You could redeem December. What has happened to us? The world has robbed it from us, and we walk around just getting ready for it to be over with almost sometimes. I am afraid. He's contemplating, and everywhere that uh, Joseph goes, he is trying to be... He, how many times do you think he sat and told the story about what happened? Hey, remember that time? And here's Jesus. He's saying, Evan, everybody here at Lifehouse, Lifeline Church, be a light to someone and redeem it. Get the basket off your head and be a shining light for somebody, number three. And this time in Joseph's life, he, he was conflicted, he's contemplating, and now he's starting to get it, he's comprehending. He's starting to get it a little bit, just like when the word of God opens to you and I and we find to figure out what to do. He, he's got it, he's heard from God through the angel, now he knows what to do in verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, and then he quotes, what is it, Isaiah 7, 14. And I have no idea how much Joseph might have known about Isaiah 7, 14. I kind of like to think that possibly he knew about it because it talks about his love for the law, which is a love for God. And it says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Oh, Joseph. How close is Emmanuel going to be in your life? If you will comprehend and you will hear. Look at verse 24. When Joseph awoke, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took Mary home as his wife. Notice it's not a suggestion. When we open the scriptures, sometimes we look and I say, that's an interesting thought, or that's kind of a nice philosophy. And yet over and over, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. I think of, when I think of commands, I think of the military when I think of commands. I know several people that have been in the military, you probably know too. But the most important thing in the military is those that they are trying to bring in, soldiers who understand that the commander knows what's best. Hopefully, in every situation, you may not, you may not have been through it, but you better do what he commands you. And if you don't do what he commands you, you could get court-martialed. And here is the king of the world. We sing about him as king, he's king, he's lord, he's savior. And he has commanded us as much as he's commanded Joseph. Commanded. Joseph could have done whatever he wanted because he had a free will. And you and I, we could do whatever we want. But is our approach that our commander knows what is best? Isn't our, our, this time of year understanding and knowing that Isaiah 7.14 is a fulfillment? And now you and I, by the Spirit of God, this Holy Spirit has been speaking about, lives in us. So what is he going to do in you? And what is he going to do in me in December that will redeem it back because of a defect 
that it seems to have. That's the only way it can be redeemed back. Before, Joseph was considering this situation only from his own perspective. And as you have a problem or a situation or whatever time it is for you this December, your instinct, like mine, is to just think about it from my perspective, to comprehend it from my perspective. And I noticed that this word conceive here, sure, it means uh, give birth to a baby, but you know the word conceive can also mean give birth to another idea or another perspective. And isn't that why we are in the word to hear God's perspective and not mine? Folks, every Christmas time, people go nuts with these ugly Christmas sweaters. I don't get it. I wouldn't, I'm like, I look at it and you just think, you know, put an ugly Christmas sweater on, you ugly. Now, if you have one, I apologize. My, my, my daughter worked for a, a company who literally started to make ugly Christmas sweaters for athletes, and they're all wearing them. As a matter of fact, in this month, I'll bet you'll see some athlete, some ugly athlete with an ugly Christmas sweater. But I got to say to you, though I don't get it, there is another perspective. Uh, there's another perspective other than mine. They're wrong, I'm right, no doubt about it. But there's another perspective this month. Will you open your heart as you're in the scriptures to seeing what it is that Jesus is asking you to do this December so we can redeem it? We've been commanded, so let's comprehend this time of year. The opportunities we have are endless. Number four, here's the time in Joseph's life where things were completed. One situation, let me clarify this, one situation is completed. There's another situation that was, situation that was not completed yet, yet anyway. Just one verse, verse 25. But he, Joseph, did not consummate, which is the word for complete. He did not consummate their marriage, key word, until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Proof that he loved the law, he loved the Lord, he listened to it, and he would do what was said. Today, can you imagine a young teenage couple, maybe late teens, whatever Joseph and Mary might have been, they'd be basically saying, let me tell you the story about how God ruined my life. Let me tell you the story about how he messed up my wife's first pregnancy. Let me tell you the story about the first. I didn't even get to name my first kid. In our world today, we don't know something that the Hebrew people knew. Their faith was always being challenged. Their way of life was always being challenged. We have been so spoiled in America. Sometimes we think whenever it gets conflicted or somebody comes against us, you know, it's just like, well, that's something unusual. Oh, we get our feelings hurt. We go home and complain or cry or whatever it might be. The very thing that they had waited to share, the gift of consummating their marriage was now on hold for at least nine months and probably a year. They're faithful. So you know Mary's a virgin. What kind of people are these, these kids? Mary's a virgin, and I believe, you have to, that Joseph also, they had waited for the time that they would come together, and now it's like you just need to wait a little longer. Now just so you know, I was raised and understood that, you know, Jesus was the only 
son that Mary and Joseph had. But if you read the scriptures, you know in several different places that Jesus' brothers' names are mentioned. Because the passage of scripture says, until Jesus was born. There's also some unnamed sisters that are mentioned in the scriptures. We go by what the scripture says, not tradition. So what kind of young adults do this sort of thing? People are willing to comprehend, people who are willing to say, you know, we'll complete what's happening in our life. God, you complete what you want to do first. Man, this is harder than we can possibly comprehend. God really did come first to them. They were self-disciplined. They had a strength and a love and an honor for their God. And they practiced what Jesus taught. I'm going to deny myself. I'm going to leave heaven for you. I'm going to be crucified, dead, buried, but I'm going to come to life. And it is supposed to have redeemed us. And where we go, we're the light that redeems the rest of the world. But there's a spiritual truth that can't be had any other way. Things don't advance forward in the kingdom of heaven until we deny ourselves. That's what Jesus taught us, and that's how we're to live. But we're kind of in a convenience mode. You know, we're, we're in the convenience mode. Let's just be convenient about it. We'll try this and everything. What do you know that Jesus Christ has done that has been for you specifically? What needs completeness? Who do you know that needs completeness? Who in this month of 2018, because I'm telling you, in 2018, one of the messages during December at either church and Christmas Eve, somebody's going to give their life to Christ. And why couldn't it be somebody you know that needs to be completed like you've been? That your sins have been completed. Your sins have been forgiven. It could be somebody you know. Jesus, the scripture says, denied us Denied himself for us. Remember? For the joy set before him. You make him happy. You're his joy. You are his joy. He went to the cross for you. December of 2018. Don't let the way that the world celebrates Christmas get under your skin. Redeem December by denying yourself so God can use you to complete his work of salvation in someone you know. Oftentimes, our thinking just kind of goes, you know, well, some other time. Some other time, you know, December of 2019, I probably have things in a little better shape, and maybe when the year starts, some other day. But if you've been redeemed, by the wonderful transforming grace of God, don't you think it would be nice to see somebody else redeemed? To spread it? To be a light? To be a witness? My daughter, Danielle, is sorry, she's going on a cruise. She's going with a bunch of friends who don't know Jesus. She's made friends non-Christians. It's hard sometimes. She is going to have their undivided attention on a boat. <laughs> Nobody's going to jump ship. You're going to have somebody's undivided attention somewhere, somehow. In the summertime, I can take them out in a boat and about three miles out and say, Jesus or swim. 
It's, it's not some other time, folks. God's redeeming grace is here. It's changed our lives. Couldn't we possibly deny ourselves and help somebody with the defect in their life and say, hey, we, we, we know how that can get fixed? The asterisk in your notes it's just a challenge for me and for you to redeem December for someone who doesn't know Christ. Who is the Lord laying on your heart right now? Who are you seeing in your mind's eye? If we walk around with disgust and a disgruntled attitude because the world has abused Christmas, you might as well put a bushel basket on your head and walk around. You guys remember the New Orleans Saints when they stunk? They all put a bag on their head. They were called the ain'ts because they ain't winning no games. Two eyes. Put a couple eyes in the bushel basket you put on your head so you don't stumble over it. But, Lord, let's, let's, let's just take it off. Let's just take it off. Besides, everything that the world does to celebrate, they're going to have fun. They're going to have joy with everything. We cornered the market on it because we have true joy. We have peace. We have faith and family and giving. That was our idea. I should say that's God's idea. So just one time, everybody, December, and you know, it's just one time, December 2018, it rolls around just one time in your life. How about redeeming it? Redeem it. Uh, Two ideas that I have for you as us as a church presents and prepares for you. You have many other things that you can do, but uh, you in your program, you have an invitation for our Christmas Eve service. Christmas Eve service at 5 p.m. here and 7 p.m. at Lifeline. So if you have something planned, you have a little bit of an adjustment there. Go to either one. But here's the thing. If you have plans, and it's normally your tradition and your dinner, could you possibly deny yourself and change it for the sake of somebody who says, you know, I go to church once or twice a year on Christmas Eve that you could invite and that you could bring? I mean, you're going to be labeled a nut anyway because you're going to come to church on Sunday morning and then the next day in the evening. You're going to be labeled a nut anyway. You might as well go with it. Invite somebody. I promise you we're going to share the gospel. Don't take this wording wrong. In a clever, unique, a little bit humorous kind of way and in a very simple way that people will get it. You got an invitation. That's my one suggestion to you. The other thing I would say to you is, is we have the family outreach, family movie matinee, you know. We're doing uh, Christopher Robin, you know, the boy uh, who was uh, the friend of, of Winnie the Pooh. Just a great, great story. Um, I would say to you, take December, what is it, to 29th, 4 o'clock. Could I ask um, uh, Ryan and Robin, could you please stand? Because in that time, they're in charge of the movie. They need about 10 people that will come to the movie. Thank you so very much. Do you have a sign-up sheet or something like that? Get their name, their social security, their ID. In December, you could help somebody that maybe won't come to church. They'll come through the doors. Free movie, free popcorn. You say, you know, that's kind of a kid's movie. You, I hope you didn't grow up too much. That, that you don't enjoy kids at Christmas time. Free popcorn, all kinds of great stuff, you know. Maybe we'll get some, we'll advertise uh, caps, we'll get some pizza or something, you know. And you could deny yourself, you say, you know, I don't have any kids. Perfect. You could come and say, I'll help, I'll serve. If you guys don't get 10 people today, I'd be really surprised. 
to just say, we're going to be here to serve. Because some of those families that have come through the door, they might come to know Jesus. Now, I'm sure that in everybody's life here, no matter what line of work you do, I spoke to this gentleman here, he works with his wife, you know, I tried to work with my wife too, that didn't work. She's a nurse, so I do something different. And he's got his family, you know, in every form of whatever you do, there's somebody complaining. Somebody complained. You could be retired and somebody's going to complain about something. Don't, don't worry about your kids over there. Somebody's, you know, as pastors that happens too. I just want to share this with you. Just, I'm not sharing this for any other reason to say somebody's always trying to mess up your December. Last week I got a text Sunday morning from somebody who hadn't been at church in six months. Somebody who we poured our heart and our life and our money and people and effort into. Yesterday morning... She might have not have thought I got it, so she sent me another text. Let me read it to you. I want to thank you for not supporting your people of your church. I hope God will forgive you someday. You want to know why everyone left? I know why, and you better ask God for that reason, because someday soon you'll be judged for what happens in your church. Now listen to this. Have a wonderful day. She used an exclamation point. And then she said, thank you. I know the situation really well. I know the effort that was put in. I have no qualms about it. You got people to complain. I got people to complain. Somebody's going to complain. Are we going to let that put a sour face on us? December 2018. Who's going to redeem it? If you don't? There's some complainers everywhere. And so I say to you and I say to me, I got one other great idea. It's a great idea because it's mine. When you go into the stores, when you go into Jeff's place, any other place I won't mention, that's playing Christmas music, and something comes on, listen to the words. And even if you can't sing, that'll actually enhance what I'm going to tell you. You know, I'm waiting for God rest you merry gentlemen to come on. And it comes on, and I'm going to be in there, and I'm going to become a sidewalk prophet. I'm not going to have a big sandwich board I'm going to have it playing through, and I'm going to be, God bless ye, merry gentlemen. I'm going to start singing, let nothing you dismay. Which means, Christians, would you stop being dismayed and put a smile on your face? Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Hey, do you know Jesus as Savior? Say it however you want. Would you like to hear my testimony? Would you like to hear how I was for 25 years? Yes? Okay, let me, don't, don't wait for him to say yes or no. Just move right into it. To save us all from Satan's power. Oh, wow. Satan's power? They don't even know these words are there. I know there are going to be some secular songs, but there are going to be some of these songs in there. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Could I tell you about the comfort that Christ has given me? Could I tell you about the joy and the peace? Not that the world gives, but Christ gives to me. I was in the store the other day, and the song came on. I think it's by uh, Queen or some crazy nut, you know. Can anybody find me somebody to love? Can anybody find me somebody to love? It was singing over and over again, and there's a lady working right there, and I said, that guy needs somebody to help him find somebody to love. <laughs> and, and she was so into her work, she just said, yeah, she went right on working, whatever, you know. You need to be a little weird. You need to make somebody laugh. You need to break down some walls. So they'll listen to you about this. 
would you make somebody smile? You know, Walmart's got a guy that plays the violin and sings songs. And everybody gathers around him. I know they won't be gathering around me. Pastor Dale came up here and told me not to sing. Hey, you did. You did. Yes, he did. He, I see that hand. Folks, let us redeem December. It's got a defect. Let us not be the ones who are part of the defect. Let's redeem it. Father God, as we remember what a wonderful Savior you've given to us and how you've saved us and how we get to spend eternity with you, we have every reason to be happy, every reason to rejoice. So, Father God, fall on us today and remember and remind us. Give us opportunities to go beyond even what I explained here, Father God, so that we can smile ourselves for the right reasons, have peace for the reason of the Savior of the world, and open up a door for us, for you to use us, to deny ourselves to redeem somebody else. Because the way that the spiritual world works is it advances forward by us not having to have our way. Burn it in our minds that you did not, and you redeemed us. You are the one we follow in Jesus' name. Amen.